right, welcome to episode 163 of the Bite Me podcast. Today's uh, game of the year. Are you guys excited? Woo! So excited. Nobody's excited enough. Get hyped. I am I, super pumped. I honestly, like, tried to answer the questions, and I was like, I don't know. I, uh, uh we'll get into it. We'll get into it later. <laughs> uh, anyway, I got Dylan, I got Colby here. Say howdy. 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 Today, we're talking game of the year. We're talking news. We've got Alienware showing off a thing that looks kind of like a Switch at CES. Um, are we going to talk about the fact that uh, PlayStation, like, hey, we've got an announcement today, guys, and it's our <gasps> logo. I don't think we're going to talk about that because it was stupid. I was shocked by their logo. Right? Absolutely very shocked. Very brave. Uh, arcade 1UP, also at CS announced a bunch of new arcade cabinets. Um, also at CES, maybe you see a theme. There's a theme, a CES theme. Uh, you know, if you can't decide between wanting a console and a PC for a mere $2,500, you no longer have to make that choice. Um, I'm hoping that Colby can talk intelligently about Star Wars. I can. Um, yeah, if anyone can do it, it's Colby. Uh, and, uh, there's, uh, some rumors going on about a new Switch coming out this year, maybe. I mean, they're not from Nintendo, but Nintendo's been, I would say if there's any company that you can count on to just say, oh no, hey, we're not doing that at all, and then just do the same thing next week, it, uh, appears to be Nintendo the last, like, year or two, so who knows? And, uh, apparently we need to get some of our listeners in England to send us stamps. I know there's at least one of you, if not more, so... England listeners, I need stamps. Uh, we got questions from Vinny, Joe Coleslaw. A very long question from Joe Coleslaw, actually. It's it's like a paragraph. I'm excited to try and read it. Uh, and a couple of cheap free games, and I think that's it. So you guys ready to go? Yeah, can I ask a question as well? Because I odd, oddly could not find the where to ask a question in the Discord channel. It's, it's a Discord channel called Podcast oh, Questions. Oh, no, I know that, but literally it doesn't show up for me. Do you have it muted? I that's what I thought, and I turned off all muted channels, and it still doesn't show up for me. Have you considered that maybe you're not worthy of answering questions? Could be, or yeah. asking them. Could be. Um, ding. Uh, anyway, the rest of you can go to bitemepodcast.com/discord, and you can ask questions. So let's get started. Uh, what are you playing, Call? Uh, I am playing. Let's see, the pretty much same thing from last week. I'm playing Breakpoint a little bit. Um, you beat Katana game. I did. I beat Katana. Uh, I wrote down in our little chat thing what it was, and it deleted all of it. So I'm trying oh. to remember. Yeah, Katana Zero, I beat, and we will talk about that later. Yay! Um, the only new thing I'm playing is uh, Plague Tale Innocence. Oh, what do you think about that? I almost started to play that. Do you own it? It's a Game Pass game, I believe. No, it's not. Are you sure? I mean, I don't believe it is. I was looking I'm, through I'm Game like, Pass games I, this week or this afternoon, and uh, maybe not. Maybe it's not. So I guess maybe maybe I'm wrong. But either way, how are you liking it? So I haven't played it that much. I sure. will. I will. What say kind of game that. is it? I guess start there. So here's the problem. This is why I haven't played it this much, and this is why I'm hesitant. So, so far, it seems like a stealth-based game, which Ew. yeah, I'm... So stealth-based games, like, I either 
very much like or very much hate. Yeah. Uh, there's been Hitman games that I've loved, and there's been Hitman games where I'm like, no, no. And so Stealth was kind of eh. And it also appears that it's a lot of, oh, um, what's it called when you have a little friend that you've got to take care of in a game? Um, a pet? <laughs> no. I think if you're mixing that with... Um... Uh, you know, any sort of stealth, it's called a bad design decision. Yeah, and so you've got to take care of your little brother. Oh. And so you're... What are those called? Um, like a... Like a... Familiar? No, like a... Like a guy that followed you. A companion, a companion. Companion, yeah. So you... So it appears to be mostly companion-based. And, again, I may get farther into the game and find I am completely wrong on this, but a lot of it's like, you can't go too far away from him. Um, he gets scared. So, he basically is, I've got to take care of the Screama pillar from The Simpsons. <laughs> Are you sure God doesn't want it dead? Exactly. And I'm like, I, I'm about an hour and a half in, and I haven't really gotten that far in the game, but I'm very much like, I don't know if I want to do this because I hate so far every idea about this game and I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it. So this is not a Game Pass game it looks like. So you spent $50 on this game. I spent 24. Okay. All right, I guess that's better. Um well, I'm I guess I'm interested to hear if it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play it a little bit more but I don't know, like, I, I kind of went into it blind, and I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Sometimes those sale games, they get you, man. Well, it's, I kept hearing about it in, like, kind of Game of the Year conversation. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I was like, well, I'll give it a shot, and just didn't. Yeah. I should have done my homework. I think the Game Point, or, uh, sorry, the Waypoint guys talked about it a little bit, so maybe that's maybe why it's on my radar. So It could be. Well, I mean... At least it was only $24. Exactly. Yeah. How about you, Senor Dylan? I haven't really played a lot. Um been doing right. some projects at home, and i played some board games and stuff recently, but other than some more Total War, I haven't really played much. I did boot up Disco Elysium, but I, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> played enough to have anything to say whatsoever. I was going to say, your Discord right now says you're playing very, Disco Elysium. Very, strange. It's... it's um, way to start a game so it doesn't get any less strange either i'll be yeah. honest like that game is like I, I maintain it is one of the best games i've ever played i still haven't beaten it yet um pc games are hard for me like i don't it's hard for me to like because my office is kind of cut off from the rest of my house it's hard for me to like lock myself in here and play games it's way easier if i get to sit on my couch and still be around where everyone else is but i've put another couple hours into it since last week and as you get towards the end of the game, it's interesting because you, you start out um, at the first note with this huge to-do list of things you need to do. I mean, like, there was probably a point in time where I had, like, 20, I don't want to say quests because that seems like a weird thing to talk about in a game that doesn't really have quests. It's, it's more like a to-do list. You're a cop and you have leads you need to follow up on, I guess, sort of. It's almost what you're doing. Um, but I'm to the point now where... <laughs> Ew. Uh, I'm I the muted point. that. You did not mute that. <laughs> my, my mute button is blinking. <laughs> anyway, um, you it's it's a weird game that that towards the end of it you um 
end up with like one thing on your to-do list or two things on your to-do list. So I'm to a point now where things are really clicking into place and I'm very excited to see um, how that works. Um, I also found out kind of inadvertently that there are a limited number of days in that game. Like you only have X number of days to actually finish it. Um, And I'm about three quarters of the way through that number of days. I'm very curious if I'm going to get to the end and just go, oh, shoot, I... I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Now I got to do it again. Um, but I mean, on the flip side, I kind of want to play this entire game again. I'll be honest, because you could make a very different set of choices and play a very different game. So I don't know. That Disco Elysium was also the game I was playing this week. I guess so. That's cool. Um, that's that's what I was doing. Can I tell you? This is. I, I had an idea this morning. Um, for a game that I think Colby and I are the only ones that are going to know what I'm talking about. But can I, can I like, it's good radio. I know it's real bad, but it's, it's, it, it occurred to me this morning when I was, I was talking to Carter, uh, my son. So, um, you guys are, uh, are familiar with like, um, roller coaster tycoon, right? Uh-huh. And, yes. and zoo tycoon. There's a, there's a series of t- tycoon games, um, have you ever thought, Colby, about making a dental floss tycoon game? That is a pretty deep cut. You could move to Montana. Yep. You could plant the dental floss. You're raising bees. You're selling you're the honey, tie-ay. but keeping the wax. And then you'll you'll have you'll ride around on your pony with mm-hmm. your your zircon encrusted tweezers. Yeah. I think there's a game here. Do you think there's a game here? No, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Dylan looks. Very I'm scared. Very lost. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I guess I will. I will make Dylan tomorrow listen to Montana by Frank Zappa, and everyone else out here who is very confused should also listen to Montana by Frank Zappa. Um, I now like, understand. Do you? <laughs> I mean, enough. Like enough to. To know where we're where we're headed here, I, I would say that if you have not ever listened to any Frank Zappa, you should grab um, Frank Zappa's, Zappa's strictly commercial album and give that it's, a listen. You, it is very difficult to find. I bet you it's on YouTube. It's not on Spotify. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not on any streaming, and you can't seem to purchase it anymore. Oh, that's a bummer because that's a really mm-hmm. solid. Like Frank Zappa is weird, like almost too weird to listen to, to be honest. But strictly commercial is a very, very good greatest hits album. It so. has. Well, the problem is, is it has a version of um, Joe's Garage and Don't Eat the Yellow Snow that. As far as I can tell, they're only on those albums. They're Weird. different than the ones that I can find. Strange. And so, yeah. Peaches and Magalia is a great Frank song. Zappa. Anyway, yeah, as I digress. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Dental Floss well, we Tycoon. Ended, we ended up somewhere. <laughs> Dental Floss Tycoon is my new game. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk game of the year before we do news, okay? Okay. Um, as we have done the past, oh, three years, I guess, four years. I think this is our fourth game of the year. Uh I don't want to say awards because I did not. I didn't make awards. Should I like oh, print out I some? Should I print out some little awards and send them to the people that win? They're like, yes. "Hey, you won by me podcast yes. game of the year." A hundred percent. Kind of that'd be dope. I will chip in some money. <laughs> you know. So another aside, I had to go buy soccer trophies um, five years ago, four years ago for my kid's soccer team, and. They're not expensive. Like no. you can you can buy p- 
pretty nice trophies. Like, you know, the kind of trophies you get if you're on a soccer team for like four or five dollars a piece. So maybe I'll have some I trophies will, made up. I will a hundred percent chip in. That'd be hilarious. This doesn't have to come out of Patreon money. Colby will chip in. <laughs> All right, we'll see what we can do. All right, uh, anyway, as we've done the last couple of years, we're going to divide these up by system because it's... It, it, I'm not going to talk about like the best action game of the year. Um, although a couple of these ended up being kind of hard, too, because I did not play a lot of PlayStation <laughs> games. Ask me about my PS4 game of the year. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Xbox game of the year. Um do we just want to go in order of how it's written down, I guess? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. My Xbox game of the year is Outer Wilds, a game I have not actually finished. Um, I tried to finish it last weekend, um, but I've it's been like three months since I played it. And I don't remember anything about it at all, so I don't know how I'm ever going to finish that game, but it is so good. The I don't know if I've ever played a game that had more just kind of like aha moments where you'd solve a little teeny pieces of puzzle and it would fit together with 10 other little teeny pieces of puzzles that you'd seen before. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh God, I need to go here and do this. It's, it's very good. It's uh what's the time loop on that call? Like 22 minutes, 22 minutes. I yeah. Think. It's a game that loops. You die every 22 minutes. The, the, the sun explodes. And so you need to solve the mystery in that time. It's, on Game Pass, I believe. So if if all the times I've talked about it up until now have not convinced you to buy it, it's my Xbox game of the year. You should go check it out on Game Pass because it's very, very, very good. I'd recommend it kind of across the board. I, th- I don't think that's like, you don't have to be a particular person to like that game, I don't think. Um, I guess maybe like if you're one of those people that only buys Call of Duty every year and that's all you play, you might not like Outer Worlds or Outer Wilds. Sorry. Do not go Play Outer Worlds. It is not my game of the year. Um, Outer Wilds is very good, though. Dylan um, <laughs> is not very serious about his his Xbox game of the year. I. It's hard because the lines are... There's not very defined games, I think, at this point. There's not a lot of yeah. exclusives, and I think that's very much on purpose. So I think I just have to say Gears yeah. 5, I guess, because I didn't play... The other ones that I might have picked if I had played them. <laughs> That's I how guess, I did so. it, too, is, is I did it by what system I played it on, <laughs> not yeah. necessarily what's, like, exclusive stuff. So I think that's fine. I think Gears is good. I uh, The funny thing is that I was talking to someone about Gears, Josh, I think, about Gears yesterday, the day before. Because you were uh, mistaking it for God of War. Well, no, he was mistaking it for God of War in my I defense. Think you, I think you both were mistaking it for God of War. Um. And I, the funny thing is, is I was kind of a little rough on it when I was talking about it. And then I went and looked at like where I keep track of those things. I'm like, I gave Gears like an eight out of 10. So pretty yeah. good game. Nothing wrong with Gears. Also free on Game Pass. Colby, game of the year, Xbox. Okay. So I'm going to throw a little bit of an audible here. Um, Are we playing was, football? Yes. I'm because not good at football. Originally, I was thinking, you know, uh, I was going to go with Outer Wilds. And, uh, because, yeah, it's awesome. And you actually I'll, did beat it. I'll talk about it in a little bit. But, uh, since we're just going to go Xbox, I'll go with an exclusive. And I will, um, I'll say Crackdown 3. Crackdown 3 was an incredibly good game. It, if I had to choose my most, like, underrated game of the year, I think it would be Crackdown 3. Crackdown 3, to me, like, once I got into it, I had a really good time. Same. Absolutely so, same. I'm going to go with that. 
I think it's a good call. And uh, again, free on Xbox. You know, one of the coolest things about um, Crackdown 3 2 is it's the first game I've ever played, I think, that when you install the game, you can choose to install the game or in or install the multiplayer, you don't need to do both. So if all you want to do is play the single player, you can just play the single player, and I think that's really cool. Do you know how much of my internet would be saved if I could do that? Oh, absolutely. Um, that's actually supposed I mean, not to... a ton, but, you know. Some. Some. Oh. That, uh, I think, is going to be, uh, like, a feature in the next gen. So, I think that's good. Um, cool. Next category is uh, Game of the Year for PlayStation 4. Um, I, I will be honest, I did not play any PlayStation 4 games this year. Like, I don't, I'm, I played, I guess, Spider-Man came out last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I played Spider-Man last year, I guess, and, and God of War was last year. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I did not play a didn't single. Didn't turn it on this year. I don't think, I, like, I turned it on a couple times, but almost every time I did it, it was like, hey, we need to do a five gig update. I'm like. Okay, cool. Pass. I guess. Oh, shoot. My controllers are dead, too? Crap. Um, so I put down Concrete Genie because it's the only game I even thought about playing on the PS4. I actually purchased it. I guess I got it for my birthday. Um, it's a... Like, I have not actually played it yet because <laughs> last time I went to... Like, I'm not even kidding. This is... I went to play we my PlayStation. We send them an award. <laughs> I went to play my PlayStation, and uh, it's kind of behind my Christmas tree right now. And uh, the controller that I had on my charging doohickey is synced to my PlayStation in my office. And the other one that I have for my TV was dead. So I was just like, well, I can't play my PlayStation, I guess. <laughs> so Concrete Genie, I guess that's an honorable mention. <laughs> How about you, Dylan? Death Stranding, just because. You didn't play it, though, right? No, yeah. but it's still the game of the year. <laughs> that's fine. PS4. I think that's fair, yeah. FedEx Simulator. It's the only game I'm going to play from this year on the PS4, so... Absolutely fair. I figured point, it's, so. at some point in time I'm going to go back to God of War, I think. So, like, that would be another... Did You know... We'll see. Yeah. Um, did you play anything on the PS4 this year, Cole? I played exactly one game. So, game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a phenomenal game. It was my third time playing uh, The Last of Us. I made it about a quarter of the way in before we decided that we couldn't play The Last of Us in front of a, at the time, two-and-a-half-year-old. I I can see why that might not be a game that would be appropriate for a two-and-a-half-year-old. And um, and the thought was, well, we'll play it when she's asleep, because I was just kind of showing my wife it, and uh, we never played it again. So I'm going to go with The Last of Us as my game of the year for yeah. PlayStation 4. Uh, it is Game of the year, it's a PS3 game that was ported to the PS4. <laughs> it's um, the only time I've turned on my PlayStation this entire year. I think that that's when people like no one actually like I don't we don't have a big enough fan base for people to like get angry at me on the internet and call me a fanboy. I'm like I'm not a fanboy. I just like the Xbox is just so much easier for I, me. <laughs> I just I like the Xbox. It's I don't have any problem with the PS. PS4 is fine. Or, if you want a PS4, no. that's great. I think you should have one. I think yeah. if that's what makes you happy, I just. I just like my Xbox more. Yeah. It just fun. does nothing for me these days, yeah. I guess. I, 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 think I, I think... will be honest in saying that I think 90% of my problem is the controller. Mm-hmm. Like, if I could hook up a Xbox controller, and I don't like the the uh, UI a lot, yeah. the 
actual UI, the actual but, UI uh, of the PlayStation. I agree. Yeah, but and I, I but I hate that on the Switch too, and I still play it. Yeah, but guess what? Nintendo did. They gave me a Pro controller, which is an Xbox controller. Uh huh. So. I think I think that's my thing with the PS4 too is that, that part of it is that I don't play it as much so like literally half the time I turn it on it needs some sort of big yeah. system update and my my controllers aren't charged um and, and the other half of it is is I any game that comes out on both I'm going to automatically play it on my Xbox so I like the controller more yeah. and I don't really like their exclusives so eh, it's all right yeah. I probably will not buy a PS5 I will eventually, yeah, but like, it's not going to be a day one. Yeah, no, I'll buy a PS5 in like 2022, 2023 when they yeah. get cheaper. Um, all right, Switch Game of the Year. Um, I chose Greece, which I think I played this year. Yeah, I played it January 16th this year. Um, it was pretty good. It's the only PlayStation game, or the only new Switch game I beat this year, which is why... I chose it as my game of the year. It was it was fine. Like Greece is is an absolutely fine platformer. It's gorgeous. Um, like the only thing I would hold it against it, I guess, is that it came out with this big fanfare of like Greece is about something. It's about depression and it's about mental illness and it's about all these things. And it's like really just a pretty platformer. If you didn't look for the message, you were never gonna find it. Like it was so vague, but whatever, it's fine. It was it was a good game. I played it with my wife and kid and we all enjoyed it. Um the best the best Switch game I played this year though was a hundred percent SteamWorld Heist. So I'm gonna give that a uh uh, yes, that, that didn't come out this year. Absolutely no, not. Game World Heist came out in like 2015. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so. I played it this year too. That was good. <laughs> really good game, though. So, Dylan. Uh, I played a few good Switch games. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, but I think Pokemon Sword is the one I played. But the Pokemon games this year were pretty solid. Could, could you help me with Pokemon, Dylan? I, I just have a question about it because yeah. I forgot. Um, what's the name of the Pokemon that I found that I really like? Uh. So Snom. A snom, that's right. I couldn't I, I was trying to figure it out the other day and I don't I'm like care. it's a noise. It's a noise. It's snom. Yeah, and it's oh there it is. It's so cute. I love it so much. The, but I the, the only thing I can ever remember like is snom berries. Exactly. The only thing I can ever remember about it, because I can't ever remember the name, is that it's like a caterpillar with a face that looks kind of like a butt. And that's <laughs> that's not enough to Google, um, sadly enough. So anyway. Uh, Colby, game of the year for Nintendo. So I'm going to go with a... My game of the year is, for Switch is Katana Zero. Good choice. I know is, you liked that. It is very good. Um, Still on I sale, guess, you know? I think it's always $15. Oh, that's not bad. So it's, yeah, it's not on sale. It was just $15. Like I said, if you like um, Hotline Miami games get this game it is very much in the vein of hotline miami and it's one of those games that you're like okay that didn't work you know oh i need to drop down here hit that guy throw something at that guy jump back up and you know kind of deal it's it's very fun nice um and the story is very good um but my honorable mention is going to go to link's awakening because it was really fun and friggin adorable Colby just sent that game to me, actually, and I, I started it. Um, I'm like maybe an hour into it, and I really, really like it. It's it's so you're right. It is adorable, and the um, 
it, the graphics are just so cute. It does this like kind of out of focus, like uh, tilt, tilt shift, shift kind of effect. Yeah, where I, I don't know. I've really enjoyed it, and it's it's uh, everything just makes me wish I had a toy of that thing. So yeah, it's, it's I, a, that's a good. Everything call. makes me want them to do. I don't know, like Link to the Past in that style, yeah, or or another style kind of thing. Like, I just want them to re-release all of the old uh, Zelda games, but you know, just redo them. Oh, absolutely! I, I'd pay sixty dollars for you know a Legend of Zelda one and two dual pack that was remastered, kind right. of thing like that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm down. I am down. Uh, all right. So next up, PC game of the year. Um, again, I think I only played one PC game this year. <laughs> so, um, fortunately it is also, uh, probably one of the best games I played this year. Again, I have not beaten it yet, but it is Disco Elysium. I just spent five minutes talking about it. I probably spent 15 minutes talking about it last episode, but it is definitely the, my, my PC game of the year. So there's there, uh, Cole Dillon. Cole Dylan. Dylan's muted. Dylan's mustache Sorry. is moving. Um, I I fall in the same boat. I didn't really play any 2019 PC games. I don't think was is uh that game where you hunt in the swamp? Is that a 2018 no, game? I definitely don't think so. I don't. Well, I don't think it's a 2019 game. That's for sure. Um, is it still in early access? No. Hmm. It's not. What's I mean, I guess they could hunt showdown. Yeah. I mean, it might have been. I don't I really hunt don't showdown. It, it came out February 2018. I think as an early access title, though. Yeah. So honorable mention. I'll give it to that. Honorable mention. It's a pretty good game. Good enough if for it me. Fully, if it fully released, maybe it released on Xbox this year. I don't know. Who knows? I think that that is fine. You have to have something. It may as well be that, it's, right? Yeah. You need to hunt stuff, so that's cool. Um, Colby doesn't own a PC, so I'm very curious as to what he's going to put here. Um, so I don't own a PC, but I did actually kind of play a game this year on PC. Oh, nice. I mean, on, on the Mac. Oh, good enough, um, yeah. I played To the Moon, which is from 2011, because I don't have a good Mac. <laughs> um, and I made it, like, I don't know, 60 way, 60% of the way through. And... Uh, Everyone loves that game, and I wanted to. I really did. I tried, and that's why I only played sixty percent of the way through. I you know, I think it at some point. I think um, really trying to like a game is good enough yeah. to give a game of the year. I think that's fair. I bought Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor, and I've heard that's really good. I've but, also heard uh, that's very good, but I haven't played it. So yeah. you know, those two. Those are my PC games of some year. Good enough. Good enough. All right. Uh, so game of the year, not from 2019. Um, this is actually one of my favorite categories because this is actually where most of the games I play do not live within the year I play them. <laughs> so um, I picked Night in the Woods, which I think actually might have been on my game of the year list multiple times before, but I actually beat it this year. Um, and I really liked that game. I think my honorable mention for that would probably be um, uh, Spec Ops The Line. Both of which are are very very good games. So those those are those both got ten out of tens on the the little thing I used to keep track of of games I play, and I, I really liked both of those. Night in the Woods is kind of a kind of an adventure game about um, 
life and politics and scary stories and you being an anthropomorphic cat, you know, um, and spec ops is a terrifying game that is also about politics and war in the middle East and white phosphorus. So both and kind of horrifying, honestly. So they're really practically the same game. Just only one of them. You're a cat. That's, that's the difference between night in the woods and spec ops, the line, as I recall. It's really weird being a cat in Spec Ops. Right? Well, and it's weird mm. giving a cat a gun, like a mm. big gun. So, mm. anyway, th- that's my pick. How about uh, how about you, Dylan? Um, what did I put? Uh, Total War Warhammer 2. Total War 2. Warhammer 2, yes. Um, I'm very much enjoying that game right now, and it came out in 2017, I believe. So it's even a couple years old. Uh, that, but that game's still, that like, 50 now. bucks, too. Yeah, it's a pretty you, solid game. You know it's quality. You know it's quality, quality. game. Yeah, uh, Colby, game of the year, not from this year. So I have a couple. Fight me. Um, is that one of them? No. no. Tacoma. Ah, oh, Tacoma is a Tacoma. I believe was my game of the year, it whatever was. year it came out. That game is fantastic. Uh, Two thousand seventeen. Tacoma is on Game Pass too. If you want like a really good five hour walking sim, Tacoma is fantastic. It's got some Very incredible good. things to say about. Um, Artificial intelligence. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Um, the Turing test. How is that? Very good. It's uh it reminds me a ton of kind of portal. Does it have anything to do with the actual Turing test? Yes. Okay. Because uh, Carter's actually writing a um, paper right now on Alan Turing, and he was wondering if he should try that and, and yeah. see if he could figure it out. It is it's a very good game. It's um like a Portal, if Portal was more serious. Interesting. Um, very good Also game. a Game Pass game? Also a Game Pass yeah. game, I believe. Um, Minute. Oh, that game's great. That, didn't that come out this year? 2018. Oh, Minute. Like, the funny thing about Minute is Minute's only like a 90-minute game. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been playing it for like two months and still haven't beaten it. <laughs> you should. It, it's very good. Yeah, I play it in like 10-minute increments. Minute is very good, and the guy who wrote the soundtrack to it has a dog that looks identical to my dog. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I am going to then, as my last one, where is it? Oh, I had... Oh, um, Yoku's Island Express. Also a very good game. I'm pretty sure that was my Switch game of the year last year. Yeah, it was one of those games that when I first started playing it, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. This isn't maybe for me. And then stuck with it and ended up loving it. It's fantastic. It's like six hours long. Also a Game Pass game. Um, You play a dung beetle who gets kind of roped into being the mailman for an island uh-huh. and it's got like a it's a platformer with a really cool pinball mechanic yeah, um it was and it the was people really who run pr for the company that make that game are the nicest people in the entire world uh, we met them at pax two years ago so okay cool eos uh the big drum roll we're, we're gonna buy some like Do you just that have some awful. forks on your desk? Because that was terrible. <laughs> um, these are the people we're going to buy the big fake bowling trophies for. Um, you know, one time me and Colby and my wife were out taking f- pictures, just like photo walking in uh, Midvale, Midvale, Utah. And we, right we, down the street from where I live. Yeah, real, real close to where Colby lives now. And uh, we were at a Elks Club, I want to say. <sighs> 
Yeah, something. I don't know. It's one of those weird things where I think old people go to drink and complain about their wives. Yeah, probably the government. Um, uh, we, definitely. We, uh, for, so we were behind it, and we like kind of looked into the, the dumpster behind it, and there was like... I don't know, 25 huge bowling trophies in it. I kind of wish we'd stolen them now. Oh, are you not going to point out the fact that there's an amazing picture of me laying on the ground? Like in a sexy pose? Surrounded by trophies? Yeah. Trophies? It comes up on my Facebook about once a year. Next time it does it, I'll, I'll post it to the Bite Me uh, Facebook page or something. I don't know. It'll be good. Uh, anyway, game of the year for me, Disco Elysium. It is probably, I mean, it is a game, like I said, I've not beaten it yet, but I guarantee you, unless it goes really far sideways, it is going to probably end up in my top three or five favorite games, which are kind of fluid anyway. But it's it's one of the best games I've ever played. I will send them a trophy. Unfortunately, it means I have to send it all the way to, I think, Sweden or Norway. They are not from this country. So that's okay, though. Uh, Dylan. I love that Dylan's game of the year has a question mark after it. <laughs> I because <laughs> I don't. I just I just don't even. I, Pokemon, I guess. <laughs> it's the best I, game that Dylan maybe played this year, right? I I just I don't I don't know. It was weird. I played a lot of games that didn't come out this year, so that's fair. Pokemon, there it is. I, I think this year is actually the year that I played the most games that did come out this year, and I assume it's because of Game Pass. I like looked of the like twenty two games I played this year. I think like ten or twelve of them were actually twenty nineteen games. So it's mm-hmm. all right. Uh, Colby. Well, well, since Dylan, you know, is having a hard time, I've got three. Okay. <laughs> Colby makes lists like I normally make lists. So. Outer Wilds, for me, is my Terrific. game of the year. Absolutely yeah. fantastic game. A hundred percent. It is a game that, for all intents and purposes, I shouldn't like. Like, everything about that game, if you just explained it to me, I'd be like, mm, I don't think so. Like, I don't like the, you know, the time mechanic where it's going to, you know, reset. I, I would say that I don't normally enjoy that. Um, it has some kind of... I'm not saying it's like roguelike, but kind of that, you know, feel to it occasionally. There's a lot of stuff you have to do over and over and over over again. Over and over again, you know, and getting to somewhere real fast. And just like all of these things. A lot of really obtuse puzzles. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Separate. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't like it. And then it all just fits together. Yeah. Um, The music's fantastic. The gameplay is fantastic. Yeah. It's just the overall. narrative is really good. Yeah, it the, the the gameplay is super emergent. It's just it's I, good. I won't. I don't think this spoils anything. But once you beat it, there's a very good article, and I can't remember who wrote it. That was how how the Outer Wilds helped me feel differently about my own death. Yeah. And it's a very good read once you've beaten the game. So there are some spoilers in there. Such a um, such a good game. It's just a phenomenal game. I still listen to the soundtrack occasionally. Um, my other, I will say, my time at Portia, I put. I'm going to go at least 125 hours into it. And that's like the and, only thing that's kept me from playing it is that I know it's like a 50 oh, or 60 hour game. And you don't need to. Like, I mean, it's one of those games that there is absolutely no reason to play to the end. 
um, you could put 10 hours into that game and probably be 100% fine. Sure. Um, because, I mean, while there is a story, it's not like a huge, you know, flowing story that you've got to see to the end. It's just kind of, I mean, like, I'm assuming Stardew Valley has some sort of story, but you probably don't need to finish it out. Sure. But put 10 hours into it. Sure. It's it's a very good game. Another Game Pass game. Another Game Pass game. There's a... A, th- a thread it's here. It's weird yeah. that I played a lot of Game Pass games. It's almost like it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and then I will say uh, World War Z. World War Z was possibly my, like under the radar game of the year. Yeah. Um it was great. And I mean I only played it single player. I'm I'm get well, I played it a little bit. Yeah, with we played like the first three levels. Yeah, but uh it's a really fun game. It's Left For Dead Three, or what Left For Dead Three should have been. We should try and, and get four people together and play that. I think that game would be really fun for people. It's just a really good time. It's everything you want in a zombie killing game. Yeah. And there I've never played a game with more bad guys on a single screen. Like they yeah. are like a liquid. They made their yeah. own they made their own engine just so they could have that many people on a screen. So yeah. it's good. But, I think those are overall yeah. good choices. It was I mean, I think overall I it's just a great year for gaming. Um every year's a great year for right? gaming. Right. If you're breathing. I, mean, I think yeah. Game Pass though was the thing that made this year different. Um uh-huh. being able to play a new game every two weeks was terrific. Well, and here's, here's the thing that the majority of the games that I listed as my either game of the year or, you know, like previous years games, I probably would have never played without game pass. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at my, you know, my, I would say, 80% 80% of the games I beat this year were on Game Pass. And I would say about, I don't know, 80% of those I probably would have never played. Yep. Yeah, no, if I look through mine too, it's the same way. I've got a couple of AAA things on there, but I mean, Control, Star Wars Jedi, Order, uh, Division two. Night in the Woods, Division 2, Spec Ops. But yeah, a, a lot of my games were... Those are like the handful that weren't, and almost everything else was. So yeah. I think it's great. Um, perfect. Uh, then uh, I think we'll get some trophies made. That's that's the next step. Trophies, exactly. Trophies. You could always just go to like uh, I don't know Goodwill. Yeah, get as some a trophies. General thing. Just get some trophies. Just cross out what's on them and just write just masking the tape it yeah, yeah. it'll be fine that's a good idea okay patreon these are all the wonderful people that let us uh do this every week I, like honestly we'd probably keep doing it but it's nice and we like you and maybe you'll buy trophies for people or maybe that'll come from the colby fund we'll see uh if you are one of our $10 patrons, you uh, get your name read out every week. So uh, if you're not a $10 patron, go to bitemepodcast.com slash Patreon. Nope, that's not right. Go to patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. You can support us uh, starting at a dollar. That gets you uh, early access to our podcasts and stickers. And stickers are fun. So our wonderful $10 patrons. Operator Jack, um, stay safe, man. I've seen some pictures of Australia lately and it looks unsafe um, and on fire. Stay away from islands. 
uh, that's my recommendation. I hear it's it's not good. When when I guess the thing is is when when it ends up being that uh, the least dangerous thing in Australia right now is the spiders and the snakes. You have something to worry about. So. Stay safe. Uh, Brian Henniger, Joe Cole Jr., John Tippins, Megan Phillips, Tom McDermott, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Kevin Schold. Thank you all for supporting us on uh, the Patreons. It's good. All right, news. We're going to tear through this because it's all just CES news, and I think they just make it up, and who knows what will happen anyway. But it's good. Um, Did you guys take a look at the Alienware switch thing that they made? I saw it vaguely. So it, yeah, and that's exactly like Dylan's. Like you can't see Dylan, but he's kind of squinting and saying, "Yeah," like like it's a question mark. Um, Alienware comes to CES. If you don't know, CES is a huge electronic sh- gathering in uh, Las Vegas. It's PC hardwares and TVs and sex toys. That's I think the three categories they have. Drones. I hear a lot of drones. Yeah. Um, Alienware always comes with something weird. I think last year was where they had the laptop that had the like three screens that folded out that then got stolen. <laughs> I was going to say, did they ever find that? I don't think so. <laughs> um, but I think that they actually did make it eventually. So I keep that in mind with what we're about to say, I guess. Um, so the thing they have is called Concept UFO, and it looks like if you got a bug to make your own PC that was like in a switch case, but you didn't want to violate switches trademarks and you had access to a 3d printer like that looks kind of like what they made. But, but I, I'm not sure that gives us, gives it enough credit because it, it does look pretty cool. And I will be honest, if someone could make a PC that was capable of playing games at like 720 on a handheld device that I could just play my Steam games on, and it was reasonably priced, I would buy one. So, I I guess that's it's a cool thing. It could be a cool thing. I guess. Would you? Is that like something you would pick up? Call like you don't have a PC. Would you buy a Switch like handheld to play PC games on? How much is it? Well, it doesn't exist. So let's pretend that it was. Like it's probably going to be more than a Switch just because it probably wouldn't have the mass market purchasing power that Nintendo does. So let's say it's $500. And I could get, like, I mean, I'm not a good computer, but a computer for $500, right? Mm, if you're going to buy a gaming PC these days, you're probably going to spend, like, $750 to 1000 on it. So let's say seven fifty. I'd probably scrimp the two fifty and just get an actual computer. Well, but I mean, I guess uh, let me let me let me rephrase that. You well, you have a monitor, I guess already. No, you don't have a monitor, do you? Yeah. So you'd need a monitor and a keyboard and mouse too. So. I mean, no. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Probably not. Fair enough. I really like the idea of it, but I guess also when you start looking at things like. Steam Link and and that kind of stuff. Maybe it becomes less important. I've actually been playing. Uh, I actually played Minute the other day um, on my phone with one of those. I I got one of the like little things that holds your phone and attaches to an Xbox controller for Christmas. And I was playing Minute that way upstairs in my bed from my PC downstairs, and it worked really well. So maybe I don't yeah. need that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, cool, Dylan. Would you buy one? No. 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 All right. I don't think so. 
Something just fell apart at my house. Uh, next up, Arcade One Up announced a bunch, like a, a lot, of new arcade cabinets. And from what we understand from resident arcade expert um, Hans, uh, who does uh, 8-Bit Bytes with us, the Arcade One Up cabinets went from being kind of crappy to actually being pretty good. So this is probably something to get excited about. Um, are you old enough to remember NBA Jam, Dylan? I know NBA Jam, yeah. Dylan knows NBA Jam. Ooh, my dog. Um, NBA Jam was like, like very, like that was a, a point in history where everything had big heads and your guy lit on fire when he dunked, and yeah. it was, that was a that was a great game. Anyway, they're bringing it back. Um, it is also going to feature online functionality, so it's an arcade cabinet where you'll be able to play against other people with that same arcade cabinet, drop in, drop out. Um, it's going to have NBA Jam, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, and NBA Hang Time. So, like, that's pretty cool. I, uh, I, like, I don't like NBA Jam enough to buy one of those for two or three hundred dollars, but I really like the idea that that exists somewhere. So, that, that's pretty cool. Um, they are also releasing a sit down Star Wars game, which, yeah, I mean, I got to assume that's more than three hundred dollars because those things are Probably. big. And, like, Star Wars, as cool as it is, that's... I don't know if that's a game that I would want to dedicate that kind Which of space to. one is it? You know, it didn't say, or at least I didn't see it, but my guess is it's the the one from, like, the early 80s that you, like, fly a TIE fighter and, and try and destroy the the Death Star and, and all that. It's got kind of, um, like, early polygonal graphics, um, but not filled in. Kind of like... Um, it's... it's- it's not the you're not thinking of the original arcade one, are you? I think so. Yeah, because there was a sit down one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that, they made a sit down version of that one. Like oh, okay. we used to play it at the Nickel Arcade. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Um, you're also going to be able to get a Burger Time cabinet that will also come with Karate Champ, which is a great game. Uh, Bad Dudes, which Colby's playing right now on his little teeny mini Data East cabinet. And Caveman Ninja, which I have never heard of. I don't know anything about Caveman Ninja. Um, There's going to be a new Frogger cabinet coming out, um, and a new Golden Axe cabinet. Golden Axe is my jam. Um, It's also going to include Shinobi Altered Beast, which is also my jam. Wrestle Wars, and Golden Axe, The Revenge of the Death Adder, which I do not know anything about, but I need to look into. I think, isn't that just the second or third one? Probably, but I don't think I've ever played a Golden Axe except the first one, so, you know. I think I've played all... There's three, and I think I've played them. Yeah, that's good. Um, But apparently Arcade 1-Up has also partnered with Zen Studios for three-quarter scale digital pinball machines, which could be kind of fun, too. So, a lot of of Arcade 1-Up stuff coming out of CES. Um, Also coming out of CES, um, have you ever thought... Like, I only have room for a PC or a console. I just don't have room for both. I mean, no. yeah, I haven't either. But I guess maybe there's some people in that. Or like just like the aesthetics of only having a PC and not having those consoles junking up. They only have one TV. I, don't, I really don't know what the use case for this is. Um, but uh, PC Maker um, Origin, I believe, has made a new console with a PC inside of it. It's like a turducken, I think, is is like what it is. Um, it's called the Big O because I don't I don't really know. 
honestly. That seems like something that wouldn't have made it past, like... <laughs> a 15-year-old? Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it's maybe Origins run by a bunch of bros who think that's cute. But whatever. Like, it's cool, I guess. Come over, you can see my big O, and then we'll all have O faces. I guess, yeah. yeah. It's gross. Um, anyway, uh, you can get this PC, and then they'll stuff either a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One S All Digital Edition inside of it. Why? Um, maybe it's like one of those things, like, because you can... Like, I can understand if, I don't know, for some reason you're like, I want a TV with a console in it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, something like that, I can I can see that. I've never thought, like, ah, oh, man, I just shove a Xbox into my PC. I mean, I guess, I guess if I was really stretching, like, I would love to have a, a PC in my living room for playing games on my TV, right? Like, that would be, that'd be really cool. And I guess if you were really tight on space, I guess, but it's really a stretch. It's really a stretch. Get your PC and put the Xbox on Silicon Valley. I guess. I don't know. Either way, um, with a one S it's 20, I guess you could say it's $2,500. It's $2,427, which seems like a really weird amount. And if you get a PS4 pro in it, it's $2,573, which also seems like a really weird amount. Why do you think they chose the all digital edition? Well, I mean, honestly, of the two, it's the only one that makes sense. Like, you're not, I don't imagine that you can put discs in the drop. Well, you've, you've got to be able to because, I mean, there's a PS4, there's no digital edition for the PS4. I mean, what it looked like is that they just take, like, it doesn't, you don't actually stuff the box inside. They take, yeah, you they st- take the guts of it and put it inside. So I can't imagine you're doing anything but digital gaming on it. So. Well, but, I mean, again, with the PS4... Well, I mean, I guess the theory is you'll just only buy digital games. I don't know, Cole. This thing exists only in some madman's world. Like, this is literally... I I, I honestly bet that the answer to this is, is there was some dude, some dude who thought that they should name it the Big O at Origin who's like, hey, man, you want to see if we can stuff a PlayStation inside of a, a PC? And they were like, yes. And then people saw it on the internet. They're like, dude, that's cool. We'd pay $2,500 for that. And they're like, would you really? Is is this... Uh, can they do that? Like, I mean, how does that work with Microsoft? My and... guess is that they just buy them retail, I guess. I don't know, man. Like, they're, this thing... They, yeah, it literally has more questions than it has answers, and I don't even really care that much about the questions or the answers, but I don't know. If I had $2,500 that I literally had to spend on this, I guess I'd take one. <laughs> if someone gave me $25, they're like, the only thing you can use this, Cliff, is for the big O. I'd be like, oh, okay. It's it's some weird, like, you know, your great uncle died and left you a billion dollars, but you have to spend a hundred million dollars in 24 hours. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll get one of those. <laughs> no, there's cooler PCs than this, I'll be honest. All right. Anyway, uh, next. This is, this is the whole reason that Colby has ever been on this podcast ever. Is for his in- it's all leading up it's to this. All leading up to this, and it's for his insane amount of Star Wars knowledge. Um, so you played Kotor, I assume. 
Yep. I have played like the first two hours of KOTOR on my iPad. It seemed great. Yeah. You should play it. It's good. Yeah, it seems fun. Um, so the... God, this is a badly named book. It is the Star Wars colon, the Rise of the Skywalker colon, the Visual Dictionary colon. There is no colon after that. Oh. Um, references <laughs> Revan from uh-huh. Bioware's 2003 Knights of the Old Republic game, uh, which technically, because this is a book that is, is canon, uh, makes that character canon. They don't mention him directly, but apparently he was an ex-imperial. I guess is that is that okay. your understanding? Well, it depends. How much do you want me to ruin Kotor? I, I, it's a sixteen-year-old <laughs> game. You spoil the crap out of it, Cole. So the entire time you play Knights of the Old Republic, and I'm, I'm trying to remember how it plays out. I think it's fine. It's are... a sixteen-year-old game. I will not say anything well, about you know. I think you're going that. So, you're going after Revan's, like, apprentice? Sure. I want to say. And, I don't know, the, the whole plot twist, and it's a really good plot twist, is that you've actually been Revan the entire time. Oh. Um, that you were turned from a, being a Sith Lord to essentially being a Jedi. Interesting. Um, it's a very good... Uh, video game with a very good plot line. Um, I will also say the Revan books are also very good, but I can't remember who wrote them. I think it was actually all different people. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very good thing. And so they're saying that now Revan, at least the person, is is canon. Yeah. So I guess um, Sith troopers, according to that poorly named book, are organized into legions using the ancient definition of 5,000 soldiers. These are numerically identified, but also given the name of an ancient Sith Lord. As this history was hidden from the rest of the galaxy, only the Sith eternal cultists know the significance of these names. And I guess anyone that played KOTOR, uh, the notable legions are the third, which is the Revan Legion. So I guess... If that legion exists, then Revan must exist. Yeah, I mean, really, with the way Star Wars canon works, it's... I mean, I'm sure that there were a lot of people on Reddit that got super excited, but, I mean, they could change his entire backstory, because that's how Star Wars works. Well, and Um, apparently, if you've seen um, The Last Jedi, there are some subtle nods to him in there, too. Um you know, they they also said there were subtle nods to the Mandalorian episode that dropped the day that it, before it came out, and I didn't see it. According to the book, Star Wars The Last Jedi, the visual dictionary, <laughs> there is a fragmented Sith lightsaber crystal in um, Luke's mm, home. It, there's a red crystal, and that red crystal is a fragmented Sith lightsaber crystal. That forms a part of a recovered Jedi Crusader pendant. This all sounds really silly to me, but you know what? I'm happy that there are some Star Wars nerd somewhere that is happy. Um, Apparently, they also asked... um, I could show you my Darth Revan, you know, Black Series figure that's up on the wall. You are such... I'm kind of happy. You're kind of of a Star Wars nerd, too. Um, Anyway, they asked uh, Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy about uh, KOTOR uh, last year in 2019... And she said, yes, we are developing something to look at after being asked about KOTOR, but that right now we have no idea where things might fall. So maybe. No, they're not. You don't think so? 
Oh, but what if they were? I don't think they are. Mm-hmm. I think Disney wants to. Like, the interesting, I mean, with Star Wars canon is, I mean, it's, or Star Wars, like, extended universe before it all got brought under Disney was, like, so weird and flowy and disjointed. Even what was, like, quote-unquote canon in that. It's kind um, of a mess. Yeah, and a lot of, I, I think they didn't, they, they want to get away from that. Like, oh, yeah, like, 3,000 years ago kind of thing. Yeah. Though that being said, they also had, uh, oh, the guy who came up with the rule of two, that Darth I Bane, the name. Darth Bane. So I mean, he's canon. I so, would love a Darth Bane book, like I or not book. I'm sorry, a Darth Bane book, and it honestly could just be. <laughs> you just said book again. <laughs> I, wait, wait, wait. Would you like a Darth Bane book? Club? There are three Darth Bane books, and they are all really, really good. And frankly, if they could just make those three books into a video game, that would be absolutely a okay with me because I love oh. those books. I want it to be a trilogy, or you know. Yeah, no, I want three games, one for each book. No, no, I meant I would like a movie or a. Yeah, that's fine too. Some sort of, even if they did like a uh, Rebels style animated thing. I think if if you have not read the Darth Bane books, they're dope. I really liked them. So, anywho, um, so I'm going to say that this next thing is just rumors, like just rampant rumors, but I think we're rumor mongers as I recall, right? I'm a warmonger. Also warmongers. Um, rumors are swirling that there is going to be a new switch in 2020, um, based on, um, rumors in a Taiwanese electronics newspaper called Digitimes. Now, normally I would Very say that... Very source. Yeah, normally I would say, like, what do the folks at Digitimes know? But I guess if new Switch parts were going to be made anywhere, Taiwan seems like a, a reasonable place for them to be made. Um, they are saying that uh, it will be released in mid-2020, that it is going to be entering production any day now. And, uh, oh, hey, there's Colby's Darth Revan figure. That's pretty cool. Um, and uh, that it'll be a new Switch model with a magnesium alloy body and an update to the CPU. It's going to, based on separate rumors, um, be priced at about $400. It will have 4K support. It'll have cartridges that can actually fit more stuff on them and uh, you know other beefed-up components. I... I am not super sure that I believe this, but I, I want to believe. Just like David Duchovny, I want to believe. Um, it seems very unlikely that you'd be able to stuff anything in a Switch that would give it 4K support. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems like a lot of it's power. A stretch. I would it love to it's see... not a handheld. Yeah. I would love to see 1080 support in handheld mode. Um, I would love to see the Switch just, like, be able to pull 1080-60 in any sort of, you know, way that it was normal. Um, I don't know. If, if, if they released a new Switch for 400 bucks this summer, would you buy one? And let's say it had 1080-60. I enjoy that you keep positing these questions to a very poor person. Well, let's... <laughs> like let's yeah hey why not sure sure I'll just, like, that buy me one of those oh do you too. do you own a switch i do were own you a poor switch. when you bought it 
I did, but it wasn't with my money. So, <laughs> would you finance a new Switch call? <laughs> For four hundred dollars, a new Switch this four hundred dollars. 24 equal payments of whatever $400 is at a reasonable interest rate of 12%. Well, I mean... No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably not. Like, 12% I, no. Here's the thing. I love my Switch. I think it's a very good, you know, kind of thing, but about 90% of the time, I'm just gonna play on the next yeah, same i i would not i would be way more likely to buy a 200 dollar switch mini than i would a brand new yeah 400 switch i well i think that i mean i guess if the switch is your only console that would be great yeah but like for me the switch is something that i can play something like katana zero on um you know or like stardew valley yeah uh it, it's something that i want to play just like little kind of niche games here and there on i um like i think like the the outer wilds would be great on agreed. the switch you know kind of thing i uh like i think the only thing that would get me to play my switch more is if either i um commuted by bus or train like if i did one of those things i would play it a bunch more mm-hmm. oh yeah um, or like we colby and i have a friend who for work travels like 48 weeks out of the year and so he he flies out sunday night and flies back in home thursday night and so he's on a plane like probably between two and 15 hours a week um and in a hotel room five nights a week i would own a switch for that Uh um well and like when i uh when i was doing train commuting i didn't have a switch because i don't think they were out at the time but like i beat so many vita games because that is the perfect time to play vita games but i mean when i'm at home like like i said the switch is something that like i may play a game here and there that i you know is on xbox but it's mostly for just kind of like little weird things that i i'm like oh that looks fun or like i do that thing where once a week i'm like what's super cheap and that's how i end up getting pan pan for a quarter and playing that yeah i would i don't i wouldn't like i'm gonna play the witcher yeah i would way rather just uh I would way rather just play my Xbox across the board. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the Switch. but I, I have one in my room. I can play my Xbox in bed as well. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, switching it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. If you live in the UK, um, we need... I don't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. If next, anyone next. else listening lives in the UK, we need to discuss me Venmoing you some money. I don't know. Can you Venmo people in the UK? I don't even know. I assume. Um, yeah, but you've got to Venmo in pounds. Well, that's okay. That's My credit weird. card will do it automatically. I think it'll be fine. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, Those are heavy. Yeah, right? They weigh a pound each. Um, January 21st, the UK is releasing a series of video game stamps, and they're super cool. Um, there are, it looks like two different sets. Um, one is just Tomb Raider themed. And although that one is pretty cool, I am not super interested in the Tomb Raider themed ones. Why Tomb Raider? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the other one are, uh, more retro games. Uh, and it's just one stamp each. So you get Elite and then it looks like, I think it says it's Sensible Soccer and micro machines and worms and lemmings um, and populace, so a bunch of kind of older retro games, and I those are the ones I want. Um, I, 
They're $19. You get eight stamps. They come in a very cute collectible thing. I'm just going to buy them and frame them. So, so talk to me about, maybe I can just order them over here. I don't, I don't have any idea, Probably. but I, I like them a lot. So did they do like a round robin round the table and just like say like, Hey, what's a video game? And one person's <laughs> like, I don't know, Tomb Raider. And the guy, like, then you had like a 50 year old who was like, I think I played a lead on the Commodore a while ago, but I haven't played video games since then. Uh, what about like Frogger? Yeah, I think that's a game. Populous? And then Populous? Like, never heard of it, but let's go with oh, it. Populous like, is cool. It's a godsend. No, no, I oh, know. Okay. I, I, yes, yes. I've heard of all those games, but like, those are the weirdest selection of games to put on stage. I like it a lot. Wipeout is also one of them, and Dizzy, which I've never heard of. Well, well, I've heard of Dizzy. What is the... What was the soccer one? Sensible soccer. Which, I mean, first of all, they don't even call it soccer in the UK. That is a very good point. <laughs> well, like, couldn't it be fantastic football? I mean, <laughs> what? Uh, keep the alliteration. But my my question is, Cliff, what, what are you going to do with, like... UK stamps. I'm gonna frame them. You can't I'm, mail a letter. No, with no, them. no, no. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put them on the <laughs> oh, wall. Oh no, he's gonna go full Karen and just try to mail something and demand to speak to a manager. manager. Like, this, these are stamps. Even, I will be sending. The funny thing is, is they don't even have a value on them, so I don't have any idea how stamps in the UK work because they don't have like a number on them. So I don't know. How, I don't know how much they are worth. Um, the Tomb Raider ones are really funny because it like says so they come in like a like they're stamps. They're not just like a book of stamps. They actually are really made for collecting it looks like so they have like a an outer part around them and so the, the Tomb Raider one has Laura Croft uh, like the new Laura Croft on the outside and then on the inside it has the four stamps but at the top it says Tomb Raider and then under them it says featuring Laura Croft <laughs> so so is it all like new Laura Croft or no is it looks like Laura? some of them it's small no it's so yeah it's Tomb Raider 1996 and then Adventures of Laura Croft 1998 um, Tomb Raider Chronicles 2000 and Tomb Raider 2010. So yeah, it's it's four like different. The only way you could make this more confusing if they had like also the Angelina Jolie as you <laughs> Laura, know, Croft. Laura Croft, yeah. like on a stand. Anyway, eighteen seventy five US dollars. So uh, I just for need four stamps. For f- no, no, I can. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it. I don't know how these work. It looks like they're both eighteen dollars. I don't understand why the the Tomb Raider ones for four stamps are eighteen dollars, and the is, the other ones for eight I stamps. I can't or start more. collecting stamps at this point in my life. I used to collect stamps as a kid, so this is just a continuation. Nerd. Oh yeah, Colby, who just showed me Look his cool Darth Wars, you know, doll. <laughs> They're action figures. Uh huh. Um, and I'm. I these are you. my stamps. I saw you as a kid, Cliff. You were a nerd. Yeah, I, I was um, such a nerd. Um, so how do how does the post office work in the UK? Is it no idea. Like, is it is it uh, federally? I assume run? so. I, I believe it's pigeons. Yeah, probably makes sense. I assume they have some sort of jaunty Englishman in a cool hat. That's my understanding. It's what those black taxi cabs. He says are. "good day" a lot. I would assume. not not like not like Australian "good day." But they probably call him the cheerio. postman, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the only thing I man. know about mail is from Harry Potter, and that that, that there is no post oh, on they Sundays. Use, owls. They use they owls. Use owls. Okay. <laughs> and there's no post on Sundays. So anyway, R.I.P. Hedwig. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Poor owl. All right, on to questions. 
Uh, Dylan, it's your it's your time to shine, man. Hey yo, hey yo, Vin. You got a question? Vinny is Where's in it? in Las Vegas. He saw Penn and Teller. Actually, I think he just saw Penn because Teller had some sort of surgery. He yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. He but... saw people jousting. Um, that was just on the street. I, try... <laughs> I don't know why people still do that. Joust. It's good. It's good. It's a midi. That's so medieval. He was at medieval times. I Do mean, you think that's... Randy Pitchford was there too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's like leaned over, like, let me tell you about this girl. It's like oh, she God. was magic. He's like, that's not magic, Randy. <laughs> it's not magic. All right, Vinny... muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny wants to know, what do you predict, predict your 2020 game of the year will be? Um, using my... Um, I'm going to take what happened this year, the trend of this year, <laughs> going into next year, I'll say Animal Crossing. Oh, good choice. Very good choice. Um, I actually gave this... I don't want to say more thought than I give our average question because that would just mean I spent five minutes thinking about it. Um, I was like going through lists of games coming out next year. And then I realized (laughs) that if I looked at the game that were on my list this year or the year before or the year before that, the actual answer is my game of the year will probably be a game I don't know about yet because it's probably going to be some sort of weird indie game that comes out on Game Pass that drops and I'm like, that game looks cool and it's free. And then I'll play it and go like, oh my God, this is the greatest game I've ever played. Like, I, I honestly believe my game, this, my game of the year next year is probably not going to be Cyberpunk. It's probably not going to be any of those big releases. It's going to be some weird indie game that drops in August that I go, oh my God, this game's amazing. So, I don't know. Colby? Well, considering I just had to look up games coming out in 2020 and I'm still scrolling through. Oh, Last of Us Part 2. That'll be it, I'm guessing. But you won't have a PlayStation 5. It comes out on the 4. Oh, okay. I, did you like how I said PlayStation Allegedly. 5? <laughs> yeah, I mean... PlayStation 5! 5? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Either that, I think... Uh, I think Cyberpunk looks really good, and by looks good, I have literally not seen any video and or screenshot you of look it breathtaking I think, colby i think i'm just going off of like oh yeah i like keanu reeves and i think he's in he it he is in it he is in it so there we go um, i so, cyberpunk animal crossing looks fun yeah. so you know. cyberpunk to me is one of those games that is either going to be very very good and actually be very very good or it's going to be very very good and you, while you're playing you're going to be going like Oh, that's problematic. Um, Could go either way. All right. Joe Coleslaw wrote a paragraph. Uh, Thank you, Vinny, too. Uh, I hope you enjoyed hanging out with Randy Pitchford and your dad. God, I cannot imagine anything worse than hanging out with my dad and Randy Pitchford. That's just that's (laughs) hell. What Um, if your dad was Randy Pitchford? uh, No, I think both of them together actually would be worse. I think it would actually be worse. (laughs) In your case, yeah. Absolutely worse. Um, Joe Coleslaw uh, says, what makes a game of the year, dot, 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 to you, and you, and you too. And yes, um, you're cool, I guess, you too. Um, He says, does the marketing have a lot to do with it? Easier availability, cough, cough, game pass. Does online play really matter to you guys anymore? Another extremely awesome podcast I listen to. I believe that is a very roundabout shout out to Vinny's uh, VIP gaming podcast, which you should check out. 
had a similar question with a book report style prompt. I'm thank God he didn't make me write a book report, but I'll keep it simple for you kind folk. Is it a well-rounded being the perfect middle of an elaborate? Mm, let me try again. Is it? A well-rounded game, which is the middle of an elaborate Venn diagram with gameplay, story, soundtrack, immersion, atmosphere, sound, and message? Or is it solely on your personal experience and attachment as the player? With everyone so limited on their game time, some more than others, does the overall time to beat really have an effect on you? So that was very long. I hope you guys weren't actually listening to me and just reading it yourselves because... I was trying to find it and I can't, yeah. so I'm kind of... Colby will fake it. Um, yeah. For me... I would say that what probably attracts me to games, like game of the year candidates more than just games I enjoy playing, um, is like, I think story has become more important to me over the years. I really enjoy a game with, with good writing. I think that, you know, you used to be able to play a game and go like, oh, this game has really good graphics or this game has really good gameplay or this game has really good gunplay. Um, but as PCs and PlayStations and Xboxes have gotten more and more and more similar, almost every game that comes out has really good graphics and really good gameplay and really good physics and really good gunplay um, <clears throat> because they're... <clears throat> just all getting more and more similar. And so what I look for, I guess, is a game that really stands out either because it has a really cool mechanic like the Outer Wilds um, or a really good story like Disco Elysium or um, both of those things like uh, my game of the year last year, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I, I just need a game that, that kind of is a little bit extra versus just being like, I mean, Gears of War 5, perfectly perfectly fine game. It looked great. It played fine. The story was pretty good. Um, there's nothing wrong with that game. Really. I mean, like I can nitpick at it, but you know what I mean? Like, I think the thing is if, yeah, if you really want to sit down and talk about what's wrong with it, there are things wrong with it, but none of them are deal breakers. That game is fine, but I need something more than just fine now. And I, I will be honest. I think that, um, if a game is over, if the game's over 25 hours, it doesn't necessarily mean it won't be my game of the year, but the odds of me playing it goes down a lot. Like, it's very rare for me to look at a game that I know is going to be super long and actually play it. And I think having a game on Game Pass is definitely helpful, especially if it's an indie game. Yeah. If it's a weird indie game, weird indie games that I know I'm going to love are way better when I don't have to pay money for them, which sounds like a super crappy thing to say, but in this world... Yeah, being on Game Pass is a is a pretty big indicator that it's going to be at least help it get to my game of the year. Colby, did you finally find the question? I did. What do you think? So, like thinking about my game of the years, you know, this year, past years. Like, I, first of all, my games of the year this year were Outer Wilds, Katana Zero, and um. Probably like my time, Portia. You know, there, there's I had a bunch of games yeah. that I like. They were all very different. Like my time at Portia, like it has a story. I couldn't really. I mean, it was basically like you're given a shop in a kind of post-apocalyptic world, and you got to build stuff. Yeah. And you know, there's no real like huge story in it. Um, the Outer Wilds had a very detailed story, but it was told in a in an interesting yep. way. And, you know, Katana Zero had, like, a very interesting story. And 
Like, I don't know what makes a game of the year for me, but what I do know is every game of the year that I can think of, and this will kind of play into my my question, is just like I think about it. Like, I'll be at work and just be like, oh man, like, you know, Outer Worlds, like, just thinking about the the world, the, you know, all the, like, like oh man, so that's what caused this, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And it, it's that, not like, you know, there's a lot of games that I play and I turn off and it's just like, oh, that was good. And, you know, I've still had a really good time. Like, but Gears of War 5, I haven't thought anything Absolutely. about Gears of War 5 since I beat Gears of War 5. And once I turned off Gears of War 5, I just, you know, that was it. It was fun, but it wasn't, you know, like, it didn't have me just grip to the point where I, I was not playing games going like, Man, I really wish I could be playing this because I think if I do this, or or I just really wish that I was playing that right now. And even after I beat them, like I mean, after I beat the outer, I think I called the outer worlds, outer wilds. I still think about it. I still listen to the soundtrack. Um, I haven't played that game for probably eight months, and I'm still, you know, in that like. Oh man, that was good. And all of those games are kind of like that. And I think that's really what something that grips you to the point where it's, you know, not like Tetris effect, yeah. but that kind of thing yep. where you're just constantly thinking about that. I'm at work that and game. the only thing I want to do is go home and play that game. Uh-huh. Exactly. And to me, I think like the difference between like I think that there's a the difference between a six out of ten and an eight out of ten is way smaller than the difference between an 8 out of 10 and a 10 out of 10. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, a 6 out of 10 is going to be pretty enjoyable, but there's going to be things about it that I don't like or would have changed. An 8 could have been like, hey, this game was absolutely fine and I really liked it. A 10 has something special. And that something special is different for every game. So, Well, and and another thing is how, like... Anytime someone says, like, I don't know what game to play, I'm like, oh, go play Outer Wilds. It's great. Yeah. You know? And that, like, just that I want everyone to play this so I can talk. It's it's like when you see a good movie and you're like, man, I wish everyone had seen that movie so I can talk to people about that movie. Yeah. And I, I think it's just that, like, that what makes a game of the year, like, past that is that, like, just it envelops you into its world and you just want to... You want to be, you want to play it, you want to talk about it, you want to analyze it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, nope, I agree. Dylan, what do you think? Game of the year. Why? <laughs> Is it fun? Is it enjoyable? And what does it do differently? Yeah. Yep. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that the, what it does differently is is probably like the secret sauce of game of the year. Right. Yeah. I agree. Well, that's what it makes you be like, well, I haven't played this before. Yep. What like because if it's just something you've played before, how did it do it better, yep. or what what has it done differently? So, what kind of twist does it give on that genre that you've played many times before? Yeah. Yep. Nope. So, so just real quick, I was I was trying to remember. This is back when we were doing Game of the Year for Switch. I'm like, I know there was another game for Switch that I really wanted to bring up, or something like I Untitled Goose Game. Oh, jeez, should totally be somewhere in that like Game of the Year conversation because it is a great game and charming AF. Yeah, I will say, like, if if you every once in a while someone will will throw the question in of. 
Um, what what uh, what game do you recommend I play with someone who doesn't play games very often? Or what games should I play with my spouse? Or what games should I play with my girlfriend or boyfriend who doesn't play games very often? Or what games can I play with my kids? Yeah. Untitled Goose Game is the answer to every single one of those. Just go. It's on Game Pass. Go play it, get a controller, and play it with those people because it is charming and delightful and it's four hours long so you can do it in a sitting or two and the ending is, is so much fun. So... Uh, cool. So, so now my question. Yes. Oh, oh right. Just you had a, your, your question yeah. wasn't how, where do you ask questions in the Discord? No. Oh, no. Okay. No. Um. So, and I'm just kind of dropping this, and you know, like, what's your game of the decade? Uh, it's too game of the decade's too big. You, I can't do it. Can't GTA Five. Yeah. See, Dylan's got it. It's not GTA Five. Um, Mine's Red Dead Redemption. 2. If I had yeah. to pick one, it's it would really probably close be between those. If I had to pick, it would probably be Red Dead. Um, the problem is, is like, 2010 was so long ago. It was so yeah, long. I like. I, I don't even. If you asked me what games came out in 2010, I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I think the thing is for me is that it doesn't matter. Like, I don't. I don't know what came out in 2010, but I can tell you that I did not enjoy it as much I will, as I enjoyed Red Dead Redemption. I will too. also tell you that. So we started this podcast three years ago. I had like a really long kind of streak where I didn't play a ton of games mm-hmm. um, or I played them really, really, really um, sporadically. sporadically. I didn't beat a lot of games. I think beating games is actually like, I think to actually have a really good opinion on um, the best games of a year, like it really helps if you actually beat a bunch of games all the way through. Um, like, I don't think you need to beat a game to have an opinion on it. <laughs> But I think it's really helpful to be able to judge games against each other. And I did not beat many games between 2010 and 2017. Um, yeah. I, I will say that, yes, no, I, Red, Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2 is an absolutely fantastic game. And if I had to just pick one, it would be really close to the top. But I also remember like how much fun you and I had playing Guitar Hero for hours. Oh, yeah. um, I remember how scared I was of um, Dead Space. Um, yeah, Dead Space was 2008. Oh, was it? So it doesn't matter. See, and that's and that's my problem too. Is just like I, I think actually we probably are playing guitar. We are probably playing Guitar Hero. Oh no, like, you're actually right. We were playing Guitar Hero when yeah. Carter was born, so that was 2007. Yeah. So I, I guess yeah. my actual answer to you is I have absolutely no ability to judge time. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, Skyrim would be up there too. Skyrim would be up there. Yeah. That was the 2012, I think. And that's a really yeah, weird thing for me to think is that I moved here in 2014. It doesn't feel like I've lived here for more than half of that decade. So I don't know, man. Video games are great, and I don't know. I mean, even my even yeah. my game of the year picks this year. Like probably if you ask me those same questions six months from now, I'll probably have changed my mind on them. Like people ask me, what's your you know what's what are your top five games all the time? I'm like, I don't know. I love games, so. No, Red Dead. We'll say Red. Red we'll say Red Dead Redemption, just because I have to choose something. Good. The first one. Uh, the fr- I no, definitely two, definitely two. Uh, all right, cheap free games. Got just a handful. Um, I, I don't know. D- Dylan kind of spoiled this one, I guess. Um, for some reason, um, Grand Theft Auto Five just dropped onto Game Pass like on what Tuesday, probably. Yeah. No fanfare. No announcement. No. Was that 
when the PlayStation 5 exclusivity for PlayStation Now ended? That was actually my guess is that they got it for mm. a couple months and then it expired. So so PlayStation they're they're like kind of game passy thing where they're adding new yeah. things. I think they only are in there three for months. 3 months. And I'm wondering if three months ago they added it, and the second it dropped, Game Pass. Was, and that was uh, my guess as well. But it seems, don't you think it's weird that they didn't like hype it at all? Like PlayStation made a no. big deal out of that coming to PlayStation Now. I, they don't hype that, and I'm wondering if they just have a big enough user base and subscriber base that they don't. Yeah, to. I just think it was really interesting that it just came out. I mean, I would guess also maybe the answer is is that they've sold 125 million copies of that game. Yeah. Who doesn't own it at this point? If you ha- if you don't have it, just just here you go. Yeah, it's but. great. I mean, now it's just more convenient. You can just download it instead of having to put a disc in, I guess. So, Which is my... <laughs> that's what I'm happy about. I yeah. might play uh-huh. it again. <laughs> yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five is a game that came out, like, what, 2014? 20, so... 2013? Yeah. When? It was an Xbox 360, Xbox One, like, crossover game. It got released on both. Probably 2014. Yeah, it's freaking fantastic. The, X, the Xbox One was 20, yeah. 2013. It yeah. still holds up. It's not, like, graphically, I don't know if it still holds up 100% of the time. It still looks pretty good. So definitely, definitely check that out. Um, and uh, finally, Twitch Prime. Last week we announced five games that were on Twitch Prime uh, in the month of January. They actually released another five. So there are actually ten free games on Twitch Prime right now. Uh, the new five are uh, Dondara, which is a really cool game. But Colby said it was really hard, so I guess yeah, I did not like keep that it. in mind. I played it at PAX and thought it was fun, but that was about all I played of it. Um, a game called Anarcute, which I don't know anything about. Kingdom New Lands, which is inc- a wackadoo kingdom builder game. It's super weird. Um, a Normal Lost Phone, which I don't know anything about, but I really like the name of it. So, you know, whatever. That'll be your game of the year. Right? <laughs> but I mean, that's <laughs> the, the game reality. with the weirdest name. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not... That's not God, a Normal Lost Phone was so good. I mean, like Disco Elysium? Come on. I can't what stop does that even thinking mean? about it. Uh, and then another game called Splasher. So those are some cheap free games you can you can check out. Um, I think that's it. I'm gonna go get uh, I'm gonna go get a burrito now. So burritos, Cafe Rio. But we are not sponsored by Cafe Rio. Today. But God, I wish we you were. Are, we are sponsored are by welcome. Pasta. Cafe Rio is out of. It solid. is. Yeah. It. Uh, the funny thing is, I never ate it when I lived in Utah because it was always so busy. Um, there's one, I mean, there's one across the street from my office in Salt Lake. Um, the one over in Fort Union, but man, it's great. I eat it all the time now. They're, they're, uh, sweet pork. Yeah. That's what Brooke always gets. That says it's great. I get the, I get the sweet pork quesadilla there. Delicious. It's good stuff. So, uh, anyway, you can find us, uh, everything about us. If you go to bite me podcast.com, that'll give you links to all our episodes, uh, and all the different places you can listen. Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, you can tell your smart speaker to play Bite Me Podcast on Apple Podcasts, and it will play our most recent episode, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then you can follow us on all the socials at Bite Me Podcast. And I think uh, that's probably it. I guess you can uh, go to bitemepodcast.com slash discord. That'll take you to our fun and exciting discord channel. We always like uh, fresh meat in there. Uh, and go to patreon.com slash bitemepodcast to support us on the Patreons. Thank you so much for listening. And Dylan, 